You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Thank you, everyone, for listening to last week's episode. I really appreciate it. Shout out to all my Amsterdam family. Thank you guys for listening and supporting the episode. If you guys want to find out more about Bona, Bona Suits, his brand, check out at B-O-N-N-E-S-U-I-T-S. Check out his designs. It's really fire. So just check him out and support him. This week's episode, I sat down with a good brother, Cleon Gray. Cleon is an amazing photographer, a dope graphic illustrator, and now you can consider him a writer. Cleon's done amazing work with Street Etiquette. Shout out to Travis and Josh. He's also just recently published a series of books called Sharon, based on relationships, being single, and what it means just to be a young person in 2017 in New York City. So without any further ado, here it is. So here we are, it's Taj, I'm here with a special guest, and also just a brother and a good friend, Cleon Gray. Introduce yourself, man. Cleon Gray, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Cleon, I design things. So, so, and we also got a good friend of mine, Trav. Trav in the building as well. What's up, man? I'm Trav Q, the guy that screams in public places. So <laughs> I also tell females that they're beautiful, and then right after I tell them to walk away from me. <laughs> yes, yeah. Make viral videos. Right. No. Yeah, actually saying that fits well into what we're going to be talking about. I mean, you're holding some heat in your hand right now. Sharon Cleon's book. It's actually the second in the series of books that he's releasing, sort of dealing with life as a young person, relationships, women, being single, you know, it's, it's it covers so much. We're just gonna dig into that a little bit. Right. Cleon, like, do you remember how we met? Yeah, dude, we met at a Skepta concert outside of the moment PS1. That's right. I was getting, I was <laughs> in beautiful rare form. I was getting yeah. so turned. That show was there. crazy, that show by was the way. so crazy. I mean, I'm looking forward to him becoming Oh, right, right. I don't know. I don't know the vibe there, but so we did that. We met there. You know, I was there with a friend, and he met some other people. Well, I actually met you because I was walking out like at an intermission. I don't know if he was I, after one of his performances or somebody. Maybe I don't know who performed before then. Maybe it was novelist. And I'm like, just took a little quick break, and some like girl ran up on us. She was very excited for some reason. Yeah, I remember that day because Skepta was just beginning to sort of emerge on the, the U.S. consciousness. Yeah, the U.S. And consciousness. People don't know true. Skepta like in London and just the UK and Europe, the world big is name. just a big name. Absolutely. You know, and it's a big proponent of representing black culture, mm-hmm. youth culture, grime music. So to see him get respect in New York was something that I wanted to be a part of. Absolutely. So we were there, like we were just vibing. I remember there was a picture after the show like <laughs> of you and me standing like two feet away from each other, but we still didn't know each yeah, other. right, at the time. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So that that event, man, that was great. And we were talking about it after the show, like yeah. at the moment PS1, just how great the show was and how important it is for the scene. And like, just even speaking about Skepta that, that day in particular, it was just like knowing for a fact that this is gonna be a moment, not saying like in New York history, New York culture, but I got news, like I can feel those parties, be. I can feel those <laughs> moments when they're about to happen. And it's like, you just start connecting these cultural dots in the music or art or whatever. And I knew that it was about to be a big fucking day. And it was a moment. And it's so funny because the whole entire time I was there, which is why I was like, yo, that was a win for me. I was just on a prowl, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not even like in a bad way, like, I was there to definitely dance, but it was just like so many women there. Like I was just talking to back to back to back to back to back, yeah. you know, some wins and some losses. 
And you know, I was I was like a day. It was like great one of one of those great days in like the history of my life. I mean, I'm sure everybody else had a good time with that. It was legendary for me. <laughs> and that, it was just so much fun. And since then, after that show, I remember we were meeting up pretty often just to connect, go to different events in the city, or even just to post up and, and talk about life and like what we're going through and what we're working on. And you see, that's the thing about it. It's like, I'm 28 now, I'll be 29 in a few months. And it's like, I feel like you get to an age, especially in New York City, where people just like, okay, these are my five fucking friends. These are my (laughs) 10 fucking people I ride with. Because I remember like seeing you, you were just like saying, you know, hi. And I was like, I don't want to know no new people. Right, 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 right. My roster's full. You know what I mean? I got got my starting five, and I got my point guard. That's my homie right here. He's a star player. I see my homie Brian. I got my homie Josh, my shooting guard. I mean, I had like, you know, a well-established team of like people that I met. And I'm just like, you know, mostly a loner anyway. So like, I'll go to anything by myself. Like you saw me just a couple weeks, like like, over the the weekend at at the the V-Loan party, party, I was like in line by myself. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't need anybody to turn up and I'll just go to these places. And to me, it's like, I've always loved meeting people and like seeing energy, but like sometimes you're open on somebody, it could be anybody, like whatever about them that attracts you to them. And you know, they're just not really as friendly. You know, it doesn't like consistently last over an extended period of time because I don't know, maybe it's social media and like our hyper filtering of people and their personalities. We get to the point where it's like, yo, I met this person, they had on this, or they were looking like that, or we're talking about this. So there's clearly nothing else I need to know about that person for the rest of my life. And there's nowhere that we're gonna go. Like that's the emphasis of a person, like their Instagram feed or the five things that you know about them in the first 30 minutes of knowing them. It's like, these things don't line up to who I am as a person. There's no reason to know you. Or it's the opposite where everyone has like a thousand friends and you know nothing about any of them. So I'm glad you joined the team. You're part of five. <laughs> Definitely. What have you? been working on over these past couple years that I've known you? I mean, mostly it's been sharing the two books at this point. They take a lot of fucking time because you're designing it, writing it, doing all the interviews, transcribing it, reviewing the designs. For, for so, those who don't know, what is Sharon? What is the concept behind it? Yeah, like to me, it's literally just my life summated in a visual form in the most archaic mediums that we have now, which is a book like no one reads. You know right, what I mean? Like right. people who hand out flyers or like those time on magazines, you know, any train station, and people just walk right by them. Like I'm giving you a free magazine that used to be paid for, and somebody will walk right by it no matter what's inside of it. And it's like I feel like the same exact way with the book, but I didn't care like I needed something that was more tangible like I was tired of doing stuff on the web and everything that's kind of like existed in this blank space I could never you know give it to somebody as a gift you can't give someone here's a website address as a gift or as a vibe it's not the same thing as holding something in your hands and the book it was just like an album or like an expression of these moments of my life these people I've met these uh people that matter to me and just love like love it's named after my mom and that has special significance for a majority of reasons. But as I realized throughout it, the whole entire thing has just been like an affirmation of who I am as a person and learning the most amount. I think everyone learns the most about themselves through the eyes of someone else, whether it's like them saying, hey, you're kind of like this, or you realizing it after being with them, like, yo, damn, I am that person. You know, maybe I can be kind, but not nice. Maybe I can be super outgoing, but not the most social or vice versa, whatever the case may be. But even still, personality is fluid and the book was explanation of that. Like, I'm all these contradictions. I'm all these things. I met all these people. These have been the scenarios. These have been the parties. These have been like the low times. These have been the times that I've like failed to, you know, like taking that L, literally lands us in the name in the book. And these are like the great things that came from taking that, you know, taking that quote unquote L or the people that I met and the ways I've gotten better through heartbreak and through just love. But to me in the end, I just wanted to do something dope that I hadn't seen before that I felt like really had some reason to be made. And that's, that's a lot of things today. Like we, we all want to have like our 15 seconds of fame, you know, or our 15 seconds of like importance or affirmation. 
And what happens with that, we just create, 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 iterate, 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 and we do whatever we want to do, whether it's some people are doing design, you know, fashion's like the new basketball. You know what I mean? You can't dribble, but you damn sure can put a snap up. You know what I mean? You can't dribble, but you can damn sure get an Instagram tag up, you know, and become somebody, quote unquote, and get your follow account up. But for me, like, I just wanted something that was almost in opposition to all of that, as I kind of always been. Like, I wanted something that was true, something I can, like, throw to a cousin, my mom, whomever. And, like, I just met Brian today, and it's like, yo, we're in an elevator coming up. And he's like, yo, it's crazy to meet you because I've read about you. Like, I know these things about you. And shout never, out to, to Brian Jimenez. And we, we never met. And I love that shit. You know what I mean? Like, someone could go to my, go to an Instagram feed or go to a, some website I had in the past. And they see, oh, here's like, you know, 100 photos of my life or the life that I want to show you. And you get such a limited perspective or a limited view of me as a person. Whereas the book, because it is so in-depth, even if it's maybe a short read in some places or it may not be that much content, you learn so much about me. So every time I give someone that book and they read it, it's like, yo, that's a new friend, off the rip. You know, whether you love me or hate me, but you know so much about me. I want more things like that to exist. I'm speechless. Sorry, right for, that, sorry for that long no, no, I've you, been thinking about it lately. You, you went in on that one. And, and for me, I almost feel like privileged because over these past few years yeah. that we've known each other, I've had these conversations with you, hours long conversations. I was never in the book as like a person in an interview or like somebody you spoke to explicitly for the book, but I felt like I got to see your working process mm. and your thinking process in the process of it. And man, I can just say it's connecting with people. Just earlier, we interviewed the Flower Boys and we actually had a copy to show them and they were just living in it. They were like, saying, oh, I know this person. Oh, like, yo, this is crazy. And they're I from Paris. I ain't know? never seen nobody do that shit from an Instagram post, period. Right. I mean, I'm sorry, not to get out of Instagram, but it's like, that's why I do it that immediate reaction of like, oh, this is something interesting. It don't matter if you like it or not. I could be a complete dick or I could be like overly emotional, whatever you want to call me, vulnerable, whatever the case may be, but you're not getting that reaction from a lot of the shit that we like obsess over today, or at least we, we assume that we should be obsessing over. Taking it back to print, something that you can hold in your hand, something that you can, <laughs> right, right, you know, like you're investing in this, investing not only your time and energy, but your money into an idea yeah. For someone that they could they could hold on to for years you know they could personally hand it to someone and say yo this means something to me you know i want you to also experience this as well that's significant man like that's what you're doing is you. significant on so many levels that's and, the blessed part yeah man and one of the main things that it touches on is relationships and life mm -hmm. and being single and dating for you, what was that process like talking to all of your friends? You just basically took conversations that we all have as just brothers, yeah. you know, with our friends and different girls, and you brought it all together for somebody to digest. What was that like for you? I guess over the course of the two books, they're very different. Both of them are very different. Like the first one is much more like, like an exploratory experimental project, and the second one was like, yeah, I know what the fuck I want to do. I know what I want to say. But um, I would say over the course of all the interviews, it's like definitely like a slice of life. But I felt like I was almost, especially the first one, like I needed these people, whether I knew it or not. You know I mean, I, it's hard to admit now. I mean, it was, it was hard to probably, I didn't realize it then, but I can admit it now rather. Like, I needed these people. I needed those conversations because it's actually just Tom Bryan. Because <laughs> earlier, what is, I was going through like my first significant breakup at like, I don't know, like 25. <laughs> no, really. that, I, that I cared about, you know what I mean? Like I cared about this person. And it's like, I realized what real love was with that woman. And I didn't know it, you know what I mean? I knew I loved her, I knew I cared about her, but I didn't realize like, yo, this was actually the first time I'd ever been in love. And in me and her like breaking up, and like you go through all the emotions, like it's cool, it's rap, it's whatever. It wasn't a bad breakup at all. We just got, went in different directions. It was still love, always gonna be love there. But um, 
like I was still trying to explore like you know what is it even now I'm still like trying to figure that out because I had a recent breakup with you a couple months ago and I'm trying to figure out with different people like what's your take on love like what's your take on relationship what have you seen so you like we talked to like dude you know he's just out there living life being you know all these different people are different reflections of me mm. you know from you know my friends who have been together for a couple of years and you know two years here five years here one of them are recently now engaged and you know single for life type of dude you know another friend um good guys quote unquote bad guys etc cetera, etc cetera. but just like each one of those people i just wanted to just figure out why they were in the state that they were in what exactly was their view on everything and just wanted to learn from them and i realized i learned a lot especially the first one like i'm saying the second one was definitely much more about like me just feel like i was I, I, I felt like i was barking at times but um it was just like me affirming myself i don't need to be you know this nice dude all the time and i'm gonna say nice i like i'm like i'm falsely nice but I got told a lot of my life that I wasn't a, like a nice person, you know what I mean? Because I get passionate about things or like I very quick to, to let people go, et cetera, et cetera. And like, it was really me like growing up with the second one in many different ways. You can see it visually. And it was just like, oh, dude, like this is who I am, fuck it. And it was just me coming to that conclusion like, oh, here's a trend. It's not a trend, it's you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you don't have anger issues. That shit just upsets you. Oh, you're not an asshole. Like, you just don't like these types of people. Don't fuck with them. You know what I mean? Like, let them know ASAP. Right. Everything was fluid. Like, I realized, like, personality is fluid. It's like environment and people. And what I had to realize was, like, yeah, you can intensify certain parts about your character, intensify different things about your life. But, you know, just put yourself in situations where, like, you're getting the best out of yourself and you're getting the best out of those around you and you're making everyone happy. And it's like, okay, good. I got to avoid a certain couple of things. And if I'm in those situations, just live it. And if this time comes, we got to let someone know, just let them know. Ain't the worst thing in the world. Like, that's you too. You know, we all got a source. And that's what that second book was about. It was like me finding my source, the good, the bad, and just laying that shit out there. And it's like, yo, this is me, period. Wow. That's a conversation that so many people need to have. A lot of us, we go through relationship issues, being single issues, struggles, just life struggles. And it's all in our minds, all in our heads. We don't talk about it, especially as black men. It's almost seen as weak to talk about what you're feeling and what you're thinking. But that's actually where the strength is, when you're actually able to express it and just get it out there in the open and like start the dialogue, have the conversation. So what you're doing is basically helping other people start, you're starting a conversation for other people. So it's easier for them to sort of think about what, what am I going through or how am I feeling or how am I dealing with this person in my life? You know, am I treating them with respect or am I neglecting them? Or should I just end it with them? You know, it just, it gives people a chance to sort of look from a third person perspective into their own lives. I don't even know if you thought about that when you were creating. You were probably just creating it. <laughs> but like, just because of that, you were able to touch on so many different aspects of life that people need to unpack. I remember one conversation we are having, it's almost like creating an album. Like it's literally, yeah, you, were, you were creating an album with both Tracks. of these. Yeah, <laughs> these each of the different stories and your writing style yeah. was your way of almost writing a 16. Really uh, like creating I mean, music. You absolutely. were creating music with your in words. In my mind, that's exactly what I was doing. Like yeah. I was putting, it in, putting together an <laughs> album. Like, yo, this is my sing, my thing, my last six months, whether you want to call it an EP <laughs> or a mixtape. But it definitely was like a collection of thoughts and expressions and stories and everything just in longer form than 16 or whatever the case may be. I mean, I wanted something like this to exist when I was going through my situation because I don't. Re I never read like self-help books in my entire life. Like I was the sort of person like if I had an issue, I'm gonna solve shit myself. Kind of growing up as like an only child, like, I have a younger sister, but we're ten years apart. So hey, ten year old, you know, right, like right, right. I can't really it's talk to her different. about anything. And I'm from a family, <laughs> sadly enough, you know, we don't really communicate much. We had like a really, really big cold period when I was younger. I'm just like not really embracing one another, not really talking about much, you know. 
again, that's the name has significance. Kind of like a really, really separated family with different relatives all over the place. So there's never really anybody to really talk to. Even the cousins my age, you're never really like, you know, you're a macho dude, you're younger. You don't really have those conversations about how do you truly feel about that? How do you truly feel about this? You know, everyone, like, especially as a male, West Indian culture, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Jamaican, straight from Yad, you know what I mean? So, like, all, <laughs> all my, I'm born there, you know what I mean? So, like, right, my cousins right. are like older Jamaican men, and that West Indian man mentality is women are supposed to be seen as subservient or like less than, or like, you know, you go out, you cheat, you do what you gotta do, blah, blah, blah. And when I was younger, probably like I cut that shit off in college, but which is sad, I even have to start it. But it's like you grow up and women's and women and their emotions aren't something that in prevailing thought is like something that you should be really concerned about. You just do what the fuck you got to do. It's so funny. Like today, I was listening to listen to like some sports show and they were like, yo, there's this thing called, yeah, I was it, what was it, was it, how long? Hurt Bay. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to watch this video. Come on, this is oh, hilarious. Oh and I'm watching the video and it's like, it's like a girl and a guy that's talking about their relationship and they're breaking up. My man is just like stone cold kill. I'm watching him like, my yo, man is stone cold. He almost smirked. Like, he smirked dude, a little bit. Dude is stone cold. If, y- if y'all don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> there's this video that recently dropped called Hurt Bay. Well, it's been called Hurt Bay now, but it's basically a couple yeah. that, you know, used to date for an extended period of time and then they brought them back into the same room to sort of discuss like what went wrong and the guy uh, had to face to face say that, you know, I cheated on you. Many times, to the point that I can't remember how many. Right, and just the look on his face was so cold. He was just like, no emotion, no, no, no. And then like, I, I, I saw a smirk. I mean, did you see it too? Nerve. I didn't see it. I, I wasn't even looking. I it was, was like I, a little smirk I, on his face. I, I, like, I was super uncomfortable watching the whole entire thing. I was too. For a number of reasons, not because of what he did. I mean, I've cheated in the past. I don't, I'm not passing no stones on anybody. Like, I was laughing because it's like, damn, my man's face is so blank. Like, I've been that, <laughs> I've been that dude with the right, blank right, face. Right, like, right, right. You can tell he cared about her. Oh, but yeah. But it's like, he was just like, Yo, I cheated how many times? Like, <laughs> I, can't, I didn't I even count. count man. In other words, you know, so many, Yo. man. so oh many times. And it's like, but that's my point, though. Like, growing up, I'm not saying he's the worst thing, I don't know his nationality or whatever, but so I was around men who, you know, for lack of a better term, like, they really just dogged out women. And I understand everyone has their story, everyone has their, like, reasons as to why they go out and do that shit, you know? But I guess my, for me, it was my mother. The book is named after I saw her just go through so, and I don't, tell, I don't mention my mother in that book at all, and any either one of them, because that's part of his business. But I saw her and other women in my family get treated so badly by men. Like I told myself from a young age, yo, I don't want to become one of these dudes. I don't know like what, but that's why I didn't, clearly I didn't, I didn't say like, I'm never going to cheat or whatever case can be, but it's like, I just don't want to become one of these dudes. And it was like a really, really instrumental moment. I remember my, I don't want to mention who it is, just in case he ever sees this. But uh, <laughs> one of my cousins, <laughs> who was with someone for a very extended period of time, could have been his wife, I don't know. <laughs> and I remember like, he cheated on her and this wasn't like the first, second, third, or 15,000 time. And I remember asking him, and I must have been like 14 or 15, what if, you know, she had did that to you, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. And I remember him like, first time ever, and probably the only time ever we had this conversation, he was like, yeah, I'd be hurt. And then he said something like, I wouldn't be with that bitch though. You know what I mean? Like something like to that effect of clearly insinuating and making it very clear, he can cheat you what he has to do, but she's not clear to a street. Like, but she can't do that. That's not happening. Like, I'm gonna have to break up with her. And it goes back to like a recent conversation with like a lot of the characters that have happened in like the new HBO show Insecure and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like double standard of men dogging out women and not being capable to take it in return. The overall point, not to go too deeply or like spend too long on the topic is just, just seeing a lot of, like seeing a lot of men treat women in a way that was really, really like half-handed, property-based. Just in no way, just in no way respectful enough that was necessary. And I just didn't want to be one of those dudes like who just didn't give a fuck about, you know, a woman in my life. And again, I didn't get there like straight up, straight out the gate. Like I had to make all my mistakes to realize what it was. 
know what I mean? Especially at a young age, like when the pussy comes, the pussy comes and you take that shit. But as you get older, sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, you just, I just don't want to be one of those people that went around bringing pain to anybody's life unnecessarily, and especially any women. And I remember when I was younger, and it's just like, it's kind of a big thing for me, but I remember when I was younger, I was just like, yeah, you see all these bullshit ass stories about black women or, you know, brown women, black, brown and black women, or ethnic women, whatever, just always being loud or causing a fuss and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, these aren't, these are some emotions. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, you see these cornballs, like, oh, never do the black women because of this. I can't do the Spanish women because of that. And it's like, what are you, what is this cornball, like, talking about? Like, you like a bunch of weak ass men talking about women who actually will stand up on a rock and not be treated badly. And all of a sudden, she's a bitch. She's a blah, blah, blah. She's this and that. I think from the longest time, I was like, Yo, you teach you how to treat you. And whatever you accept is how they're going to treat you. So I've always been like, yeah, I got to find a strong woman who won't even accept any sort of whack-ass behavior from me so I can just stand on it. Then after a while, it's like, yo, good. How about you hold yourself to that same standard and treat a woman so she doesn't have to tell you anything. Just be a dude. Just be a real man. Come into a situation, be strong, and just, like, roll with the punches. It's not supposed to be easy. I'm not easy. She has to deal with shit with being with me. I have to deal with shit with being her. And this is what it is. And it's just like, again, just finding all these things with age. But again, it all just boils back down to, like, I don't want anyone feeling like, yeah, I'm coming into this woman's life and I'm bringing her pain. I wanted like some woman, hopefully preferably black, but I'll take whatever, you know, <laughs> happiness, happiness, and you love what you love. But I just wanted to have like some woman to have like a dope ass story. And if she happened to be a black woman, I wanted her to have like, yeah, my life is blessed. Like I got a man that treats me well, he's ain't no bullshit, he's not cheating on me, he's not giving me no unnecessary negativity. It's just like, I just wanted one woman to have a wicked ass fucking story. Especially if she'd be a part of my family at some point in time, especially in my family, because there's not too many of them that do have that story. So it's some sort of pain or hurt, like kids out of this, so like we mad, but there's a kid over here, blah, blah, blah. You cheat on me, I fucking saw it, and you don't give a fuck. It's just like a lot of casual, callous ass behavior when it came to just like, just putting women to, to a side, like she'll get over it. It is what it is. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. And like these same dudes, they couldn't take it. They couldn't take it from the other side. They couldn't take it. They couldn't be mad. I could, I could walk into a room and like, yo, say to my cousin, yo, imagine if she was hearing you right now. Like they fucking probably explode. You know, it's like the golden rule. Clearly, you treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, that's all it is. That's it, man. We actually had some some more people walk into the room. Creatives, young people, like, do our relationships and how people are treated is that something that is seen as important among us in general, or do you think that's something that needs to sort of change? The first paragraph of the book, it spoke to me. As soon as you read this book, it, 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 like, it spoke to me, so I'm like, yo, I'm going through this like right now. What did, what did it say? Like, you gotta read it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so Thank it's you. like, yeah, so well, I've been through it and I you went through it before, so I know, right, right. I know, like I felt the connection right then and there. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like, I need this book. I know, right? <laughs> I want to piggyback of what he said about women yeah. and what they accept. I feel like a man can't treat you a certain type of way unless that's how you present yourself and that's what you're accepting. And then at the same time, it's like, oh, dude, just don't be a dick. You know, just don't be a dick. A, a woman shouldn't have to accept it and she should be strong enough to, to not accept it and vice versa. But like, how about just not being a dick? So there's nothing for her to have to accept or like shun. Just be a good person. Like to me, it's all about communication. Like I don't give a fuck what no one tells me. Like I'm strong enough. It is nothing that's gonna come out your mouth that's gonna make me like fucking, unless it's like some health related shit or like someone's dying. Like there's nothing out of anyone's mouth in this room. If, if we're in a relationship that you're gonna tell me that I can't listen to. You know what I mean? I, that I can't like, oh my God, anything. I wanna see a different people or I'm interested in this. I wanna do that. You know, what if I need a break? What if I want to break up? But, but what all it is is just like life moving forward. Like it's, just, it's either another lesson, another teaching, another thing. It's just like no one's going to die. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll be here tomorrow. Like, thank you for the experience. And I wish you the best with everything. There's always going to be love. If we had love, 
and that's that's it. And I get it. Like people get really, really deep down into relationships, and they're like, yeah, shit hurts when like someone's like ripped from your life, especially when they're so close. And you invest all this time and energy and resources into them. You don't want to have that stripped away from you. But at the end of the day, not to be on some you know live alone, die alone shit, but that's kind of my opinion on all this shit. Like I was born alone, I live alone, I die alone. Anyone else? There you go, alone. Or Orson Welles or somebody like that. But but maybe this is like my comes back to my lonerism again. I love people. I love going out. Love being around. But like I'm at my core a fucking loner. I like doing shit by myself. I like being by myself. I like having my own experiences and the things that I create and getting obsessed with them. And I bring people in selectively. So if, you, if there's someone in my life, you see out here, if I say this is my friend, this is my girlfriend, they're not the source of any happiness. They're in addition to what the fuck I got going on. So like, don't have your life come fuck up my shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm super like strong about it. And that's why I can let people go so quickly because you didn't bring no happiness to my shit. You either ate it or maintained. You know what I mean? That's, that's all it is. I'm on a journey of fucking beautifulness and greatness and just life and I'm just in bliss at all times. So when I see someone, it's like, yo, come bring the bliss. Bring the good times. Of course, you're going to have arguments. Of course, it's going to be like, you know, stumbles and fuck ups and blah, blah, blah. But like, don't come fucking up my feng shui. Right, right, right. <laughs> Like, don't, don't fuck up the vibe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But that's one of the things that we even spoke about is nowadays, I'm only on being around people who are positive, like who contribute positive energy to my life who encourage me and I can encourage and support them in whatever they're doing. That's the goal, to only be around people, whether it's relationship or friendships, that only contribute positively to what you're doing. Because then you're able to move through life with a clear mind, like a clear conscience. You're not worried about people sucking energy from you or like creating negative circumstances that you have to then deal with. Where there, like you're saying, where their issues become now your problems, you know? You want people who are actually going to contribute life and actually multiply the opportunities that you have for yourself. And you can do the same for them, you know? So I feel like we're going to be talking about this. Like, we need a part two. We need a part two. Like, this is only the beginning. I know, right, right, right. So how can people find out about your work, the book, publication, and yourself? She, S-H-E hyphen rensharon.com you can go to the website like it's not that hard of a hard of a hard of a way to find me but it's like i just don't like go. i'm not a big broadcaster like i'm not very much of a look at me this shit that i did type thing yeah we all can we all can do whatever we want to do like everything's possible it's just like i want people to get it in a genuine way i'm talking about the people in my life that are like the most close to me and in my experiences i don't want to be like shouting like it's e-news or like i'm a kardashian in a certain way where it's like yo look at me look at my life if you feel with it you fuck with it someone tells you about it you can get it you can find it, it ain't expensive go get it you like it and repeat, you know, like it's life, it ain't that hard. That's it. This is Open Canvas with my brother Cleon Gray, also with my brother Trav. Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. And wow. This has been the Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander, recorded by Elliot Cuff, and edited by Amanda Hughes.